0: begin holonet transmission. Welcome to the Wealthy Wampa, a Star Wars Destiny podcast. Imperials, rebels and bounty hunters are all welcome, but please check your blaster pistols and lightsabers at the door. And remember, droids are prohibited. Now, have a seat at the Sabark table in the corner. Your order is coming right up. Greetings out there, ladies and gentlemen of the galaxy. This is The Wealthy Wampa, a Star Wars Destiny podcast. We are here in this introductory episode so that you can understand what is about to happen for, well, the next several episodes. Uh, Otherwise, you might be just a little bit confused. Because... While this is a Star Wars Destiny podcast and we're going to talk about this fantastic game and we're going to talk strategy and fun and all those sorts of things, we are also very large nerds with perhaps too much of a knowledge of the Star Wars Expanded Universe or the the Legends canon as it is now and uh, the Star Wars movies in general. So we're not just going to do it in the traditional way.
1: That's right. We're going to go ahead and try to do this a little bit differently. We're going to go with a... uh... Yeah, more of a light uh, role-play approach, a bit of a fun approach, where we will all be playing uh, characters in the Star Wars universe. For example, I will be playing the uh, Mon Calamari named Oda Ball.
0: And in real life, before you get to that, you are... Oh, my name is John,
1: and I will be playing the uh, Mon Calamari named Oda Ball, and that is exactly how you pronounce it. It is Oda Ball.
0: Not saying that. And
1: uh for this episode, well for the rest of the episode I'll be John, but every other time we're gonna part the blast doors of reality, as one of my uh, favorite Star Wars podcasts likes to say, and we will uh we will be uh ball.
0: Sure. And uh I am Dave. I am playing TK four two one. Uh you might recognize that as the stormtrooper who um got thoroughly embarrassed by being you know, stripped naked and having his armor taken on the Millennium Falcon. In our story, he was transferred off of the Death Star and uh, punished and sent to very unglamorous garrison duty, uh, doing the landscaping at some random garrison on Nar Shaddaa. Uh, and Odabao is a is a lazy rebel um, who basically tries to find every way to slack off. Essentially, we're going to continue to talk about destiny, but this also gives us the opportunity to fire back and forth. Really maybe lame, uh, in-universe jokes at one another, uh, which we hope you find entertaining. See, you say that the jokes are
1: lame, and I say they're fantastic.
0: I think they're probably fantastic.
1: But uh, Dave, this is not the first uh, podcast or uh, website that we've worked on together, is it?
0: Uh, No, not at all. You may have heard us, if you have played other card and dice games, on the reserve pool. Uh, I founded that site and still continue to work on it to this day and uh john of course uh has done quite a lot on the reserve pool as well and i think we're both uh fairly decent maybe me a little more than you board gamers
1: yeah i do love the board games i like to play everything from uh your more miniature type games like x-wing but i also like to go over to legendary by upper deck i like to play uh, king of tokyo unspeakable Mm -hmm. words i like to play a little bit of everything
0: Yeah, my collection is pretty varied as well and, uh, uh, you know, 2016 was a little bit of an off year for me uh, in terms of that collection so I I really want to get back on the ball there. A couple of things that are sticking out to me now that maybe I should have paid more attention to at the time, uh, like Scythe uh, most especially. Everybody's going gaga over Scythe and I still need to check that out so that's going to have to happen soon. Star Trek Ascendancy, but that's a different universe altogether.
1: Engage.
0: <laughs> Make it so. Uh, all right, so uh, let's get into this. Uh, we're going to do a couple things today. We're going to first, um, well, not first, actually. Secondly, we're going to tell you a little bit about the site, our show, etc. what you can expect from us. Uh, but we want to kick things off with what we're going to have as a regular feature, and we're calling that are these the cards you're looking for? Oh,
1: no, Dave, hold on. You've got to do that in your best uh, Obi-Wan voice. I've been practicing. Can I go ahead?
0: Uh, Well, he would say, these aren't the cards you're looking for, but we want to know, are they? Go ahead. Let's hear it. Are
1: these the cards you're looking for? See, that was... Oh,
0: Alec Guinness right here. Yeah, right there. Jeez. Okay. Maybe more of an Ewan McGregor. I don't know. Uh, So this is a regular feature, and we're going to take a deck... um, talk a little bit about it and look at a simulated five card draw from that deck as we would at the beginning of any game and we want to see what would we mulligan from this and why so we'll try and put the deck list in the show notes and we're going to start today with something that is fairly straightforward and that is e-jango e-virs if you're new to the game that is elite jango elite veers in other words two dice for each and you can see the link in the deck list there um My deck is pretty similar to this one, but it does have some changes. One area in particular I know is different for me is that I do not use Backup Muscle. While it is a good card, uh, I sub it out for Confiscation. Um, I have found that the deck tends to do enough damage that I don't need Backup Muscle to help me close the door. I would rather use that action for, well, something else, and uh, the action to play it, right? Um, And uh, Confiscation helps in a jam, um, against something that's coming at me, uh, an upgrade that it's not too expensive to kick back in somebody's hand. It also really helps against Holocron, since it costs absolutely nothing, and maybe makes my opponent waste in action. Um, I also use a different battlefield. This one here is using Frozen Wastes, which is certainly not bad. I don't always necessarily bank on claiming. Uh, sometimes I use moss icely. Uh, because of that it's a little more of a niche ability helps in some decks uh might help you in uh, some against some decks um armory is also popular right because that's the one that lets you pay uh, an upgrade for one less as you claim it one resource less uh what are your thoughts on this deck uh john
1: Well, first of all, when we're looking at a Django Beers deck of any sort, it's going to be uh, what we will call an aggro, a very aggressive deck where you're going to be trying to do a lot of damage with a lot of ranged. Mm. And uh, this deck is no exception. So when we do our uh, draw, we are going to want to look for things that are going to help us establish that quickly. That being said, I like to use a Thermal Detonator uh, in my Django Beers deck. I also like to use Cunning. And again, if you have any questions about these cards or anything, look in the show notes, follow the link, and you'll be able to look at all of the uh, card abilities. We'll go into a little more in-depth with the cards that we draw. But just going through these, Thermal Detonator is an amazing card. Cunning can help set off Thermal Detonator. It can also help replicate other abilities. Now, I do disagree with Dave. I do love Backup Muscle, and here's why. If you use Yellow Villain, you use Backup Muscle. There is no excuse. (laughs) That is one of the top cards in the game. And so, if you are putting Yellow Villain on there, um, even if you're only putting it on there for one or two cards, this is going to be that card that you use it for.
0: Now, I've only so, so so I don't want to sound results-oriented here, because anybody who's listened to the attack zone so knows that I I'm not a big fan of results-oriented thinking. That said, I did not use Backup Muscle, and I had a little extra control in my deck, and that control helped me. Greatly, as I went to four and one and won some sweet sweet prizes with this deck or a similar flavor of it, I too do not have thermal detonator because i don't own any thermal detonator and I did use uh, cunning I, I like that there too, but i I went uh, four and one and in no situation would backup muscle have made the difference, and in several situations did uh, almost all of the other events that I had in this now i don't use dug in either but in uh, Almost all situations did the events that I had uh, in the deck. that were a little more controlling and helped me mitigate. Uh, made tons of difference, especially when I was not getting the rolls that I needed. The control and uh, dice mitigation there was essential.
1: Yeah, and I can agree with that, except with Backup Muscle, that card is a guaranteed three damage. Now, admittedly, it does take three turns, and it is a little slow because it is a support, and this deck thrives on speed. But that guaranteed three damage, especially if it's going to help you put somebody out, let's say that you're lining up against Qui-Gon and he's got all of the shields in the world on him, you can slide one damage off of your backup muscle, one on the Qui-Gon, and kill him potentially. And that's really worth it for me. Uh, one other thing about this deck, though, we talked about the uh, the battlefield. I do like using, actually, the uh, Starship Graveyard, Jakku, instead. That way I can discard freely any of my upgrades and know that I'll be able to pick them back up whenever I play this deck the few times that I've played it I've played it pretty quickly so I was usually the first one to be able to make that claim but again it is that trade-off if you're not going to be using a lot of um, a lot of dice mitigation a lot of defensive type cards like I don't in this deck then you are going to be a bit faster than Dave's version of it
0: it is a trade-off it was still pretty quick I just Part of it is when you get bad rolls, you can't bank on claiming because your turns are going to take just a little longer as you maybe choose to discard or re-roll or do some different things like that. Or perhaps you get more of a variety of faces than you hope for, so it takes you a little bit longer to resolve all of your dice uh, and get value out of them.
1: Right. And one thing, though, uh, you talked about Moss Eisley being kind of useless. I didn't say kind of useless, I
0: just said it, it's a little more niche.
1: A little more niche, yeah, that is true. It, it must be because I actually like it. It is one of my favorite, favorite <laughs> battlefields. Now, recently I was at an event that, uh, that I used my Jabba deck with uh, Darth Vader as his sidekick, and I did use the Moss Eisley uh, battlefield, and I took that to a perfect record that day. Hold your applause, please.
0: <laughs> but Results-oriented thinking.
1: Uh, yeah, results-oriented thinking. Yeah, I wrote an article about it, actually, so if you go to our website, which is Where Dave.
0: Uh, www.TheWealthyWampa.com
1: Yeah, I took that deck to a perfect record that day and it was, I mean, every game was was a tough, hard-fought victory but I was able to win most of my rolls and use that battlefield uh, in three of the four games, I believe. The point is, I really like using it. I think it really helps when you're defending against a mill deck or a deck that makes you mm-hmm. discard a lot of cards. It lets you keep a card in your hand. I realize you lose a turn whenever you're doing that claim because it takes you another turn in the following uh, round to deploy that upgrade, but that's neither here nor there. That That's right. not a card we're going to use in this deck. We want our upgrades to remain on our characters so that we can have all of the guns, every gun.
0: Right. Okay, well, speaking of all of the guns and all of the cards let 's give this a look so uh the opening hand here and uh, then john I'll, I'll i'll go through these and i 'll toss it to you. Uh, the opening hand here first, we have backup muscle which we 've talked quite a lot about. we have the d h seventeen blaster pistol we have a lot of dice here d h seventeen blaster pistol, the one cost gun uh, that does have two blank faces um, we have the IQA-11 Blaster Rifle, the three-cost gun here, a single blank face, a couple damage faces, and a neat special. We have the Jetpack, the uh, two-resource upgrade there. And then we finally have On the Hunt, the one-cost that gives you some fantastic shield mitigation. So uh, four very damage-oriented cards, uh, one that uh, maybe gives you a lot of hand against decks that are stacking shields. John, I have a question. Are these the cards you're looking for? Kinda. Um, the
1: one card I was really looking for, and I think you probably were as well, is a card called Holdout Blaster.
0: Holdout Blaster, yeah.
1: Holdout Blaster is a two-cost, and the amazing thing about it is is it has redeploy and it has ambush. So mm-hmm. you play that on one of your characters, you get another action.
0: Yep. I mean, there's not much uh, more yep. to
1: say about it. I really am going to want to see that in my opening hand.
0: Right. Well, you know, not only Holdout Blaster, but a, a, a second place to that would probably be the F11D with, that also features the redeploy.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see that. The other thing that we might want to see in the did deck, I get those? Did
0: I get that abbreviation right? F11D? Yeah, F11D. Sweet.
1: Uh, one other thing that we do uh, maybe want to look for will be an event, something that will help out a little bit. There's a few of them in this deck. There's a uh, going to be something dug in that gives you shields. It's armed to the teeth. He doesn't like you. Things that are going to help. Probe is another fantastic Mm -hmm. card. Again, follow along uh, in the uh, notes so you can see what cards we're talking about here. But with these five cards specifically, I would probably throw back three of them.
0: Okay, which ones would those be? So three of them are not the cards you're looking for. Three of them are not
1: the cards I'm looking for. I would actually get rid of the DH-17 Blaster Pistol. I would get rid of the IQA-11 Blaster Rifle, and I would get rid of Jetpack.
0: You would get rid of Jetpack.
1: I would. Here's kind of my thought process here. Uh, As you heard earlier, I love Backup Muscle. I think that card is fantastic. Early game, it might not be as good as it is mid or late game, but I do want to make sure that I've got it out. And there is so little removal for supports right now that I don't really have to worry about it once it's out in the field and in play. So it is a one cost card. And then the On the Hunt is also a one cost card. So you get two resources a turn normally if you don't roll any other, have any other way to gain it. So those are my two resources right there.
0: Okay, so I would also pitch three, but I would go at it a little bit differently. Uh, I would probably pitch backup muscle, uh, the IGA, excuse me, IQA blaster rifle. uh, And probably the, depending on what I'm playing, either the uh, DH-17 or the on the hunt. If I'm playing something Qui-Gon or Luke, that's using a lot of shields, right, Luke loves to move those shields around and convert them to damage, and Qui-Gon taking the shields and then damaging you and all those sorts of things are pretty well known at this point, so if I'm playing something shield heavy, I want to keep on the hunt, if I'm playing something uh, not that I'm going to want to burn down, I'm going to take the DH 17, um, so I'm going to pitch those three. I think it's important to keep a damage upgrade right away. Now I, I definitely want to dig for the uh, holdout blaster if I can get it. It's such a strong opening to throw that blaster down on Veers and then activate him, and then just wait for your opponent to activate something so you can roll those Jango dice. Uh, you just get—it's a crazy, crazy efficient opening. It's it's super powerful because you are you're basically taking three actions in the span of one maybe one and a half if you count the fact that you had to end your turn to take it to your opponent so they could activate something. And truly, that is a little bit in control of your opponent. But I want damage dice down. And then especially um, if I am playing with the Armory, when I claim, I can throw down the Blaster Pistol or on the Hunt for free. Again, depending on which one I keep. But Jetpack being the two-cost upgrade is something that I am very interested in keeping. And I would probably play it over the uh, DH-17 simply because... um, the dh17 has those two blanks and one of its damage faces uh, it's not quite as reliable uh, jetpack gives you just a little bit more use I like the special on it as well and th- and that's pretty good so I might go jetpack um, opening up now but that's my thought process
1: one alternate way to look at this if I'm setting down against a melee heavy deck. With Jetpack, you do have the special that gives you the ability to remove that melee damage die and gain a shield. So I might consider pitching everything but Jetpack and then hoping to pull a Holdout Blaster because my ideal first turn then might become play the Holdout Blaster, go ahead and gain the action, and then go ahead and roll in with Veers hoping to gain enough to get Jetpack. Jetpack is something you're going to want to get on the field, though, as quickly as possible. So even if I don't pull Holdout Blaster, I've already got my turn right there. I know that Jetpack's coming out. That plus two side of range damage, plus three side of range damage, is going to help both Mm -hmm. of my characters. It's never not going to be good.
0: I think for sure, no matter what, I'm going to keep Jetpack. Um, Other things are variable. I could see pitching four in this case and uh, just trying to dig for holdout blaster. Then, of course, also in between rounds, if I don't get it there, I might uh, discard extra just to dig down for it. Obviously, be careful if you're playing against a mill deck slash moisture farming as one Lucas Litzinger is trying to get everybody to call it. We're happy to oblige that, Lucas, if you ever hear this. Yeah, Uh, I
1: think it's important that we also consider, again, there are no events In this opening hand i don't believe so Mm -hmm. we are really going to want to search for one or two it's always nice to be able to react to your opponent with something they might not expect
0: it's hard to it's hard to throw away dice dice means so much especially in this deck but um, i think if you even if you only keep jetpack you're still going to have a good shot at getting lots of dice as you move forward all right, so uh, some of those were the cards we were looking for. Others of them weren't. Uh, we're going to talk about this in the future with several different decks. Uh, oh, if you well, have a deck that you... Hold on. We're not going to talk about it, Dave. Well, that's true. TK421 and... Oh, ball. oddball. Oh, oddball. Oddball. Oddball are going to talk about this In the future with a variety of different decks And if there's something that you would like to see us talk about uh, Send it to us Maybe there's a situation you were in in a tournament You were not sure should I mulligan this uh, Write it down, send us the deck list And we'll talk over it in the show I think it'll be a lot of fun to break those sorts of things down And we want as much Listener interaction as we can Possibly get So if you see something you want us to cover with that Let's do it uh, wampa at gmail. And you can also find us on Facebook, of course. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wealthy Wampa. Amazing. No, the in the Twitter at Wealthy Wampa. All right. So, our feature topic in this abbreviated episode is really going to be talking about the website itself. Um, As we said, we you know now how we're going to be covering it, Um, but let's tell you a little bit about what to expect. So, first off, there is obviously the podcast.
1: Right, and for the podcast, you can expect to start seeing that every two weeks on Wednesdays. With the first episode, it's going to be airing, well, two weeks after this episode, is that correct?
0: Actually, no. Uh, No, next week. It's going to be airing the week after this episode, and that will start our regular bi-weekly release schedule.
1: Right, so we should be seeing that episode on the 8th, and you're going to be hearing uh, TK421. And myself or Excuse me Odebal The Moncal And we're going to be talking about Destiny strategy From the corner table Of the Wealthy Wampa itself The eponymous Wealthy Wampa Oh we haven't said What the Wealthy
0: Wampa is Oh we
1: haven't talked about that Uh, No Yeah the Wealthy Wampa Is actually a cantina On Nar Shaddaa
0: Yes uh, It's At least we think it is We made it up So um, it it is there It's there now Uh, It's a cantina that Has the most adequate uh, food and atmosphere out there. That 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 would be the best way to describe it. It's not spectacular. It's the most adequate eatery, uh, which basically means you will eat there and maybe not die.
1: Yeah, there's a very decent chance of not dying. So I think that's for Narshada. That's pretty good.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good.
1: It's sure. so it's a cantina uh, in canon now because it does exist.
0: It, it exists. It is, and that's where we are going to be. Uh, yeah. Now none of the none of none of the two of us are going to be like claiming to be experts on the game. I don't think anybody can be at this point. Uh, We've done well in some things. We've done badly in some things, and I think that's true of just about everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we're going to put our heads together. We're going to try to find some of the best practices, make some good decisions, learn what good decisions look like with this game, uh, and also have some humor and some fun. And I do want to say that we plan on keeping this show suitable for all ages.
1: I almost said a bad word just to make you have to bleep it, but I'm not going to
0: do that to you. Well that's very nice of you uh, next up then are articles you can expect to see at least one article per week that's generally going to be on a Saturday or Sunday though we reserve to write the right to uh, have that kind of whenever so check out our site um, we're going to give you like that random that random reward which is almost as good as pot random reinforcement I think was proven in a study to be almost as beneficial as positive reinforcement itself uh, so these articles are going to deal with thought processes card evaluation uh, There's one right up, up right now about alternative formats a bounty hunter, which I think is really interesting. Uh, Really, the sky is the limit there. We're going to bring you topics as we reason through them ourselves. Um, A lot of times, these ideas come from a lot of different places. Sometimes we talk amongst ourselves and we're like, oh, that would actually make a great subject for an article. We hear something on another podcast and say, oh, that strategy would work here. We'll talk about it on this podcast or we'll talk about it in an article. And there's several articles up there right now, in fact, at the launch. And that hopefully will give you a good idea of the type of content that you can expect from us.
1: Yeah, and of course, like anything else with this game, they're only going to get more varied and and probably quite a bit better, especially the ones that uh, Mon Calamari wrote. So, yeah, I think it's definitely worth checking out some of these uh, great articles that we have up
0: right now. Yep, I think we have uh, an event report. There's another one coming soon uh, from myself. You did the first one. Uh, We have a couple of strategy articles. We have obviously an introduction for ourselves, this podcast. Uh, There's just a pretty good variety up there right now, and and that's going to continue. So look at the articles there. Those are the kind of things you can expect to see in the future. Yeah, and Uh, last and far from least are going to be the
1: videos. Now, this is going to take a little bit more time for us to, to perfect, but we're pretty excited about it, and we don't really anticipate any real major delays on it. The video content's probably going to take about—would you say three forms?
0: Probably. The first thing with, is uh, we're uh, with pro- an option on more.
1: <laughs> yeah, we definitely always have those options there. We run the wealthy wampa; it doesn't run us. I say that in the mirror every day now. The first thing is uh, we're going to be looking at short looks at cards or specific stra- strategic plays and decisions in games. And hopefully we'll be able to see uh, some
0: of those examples on our YouTube channel soon, if not now. Uh, soon, anyway. Soon. <laughs> soon. Uh, I, I can tell you that one uh, one review um, that we're going to be able to have up soon is uh, related to a company that is working on a storage solution for this game. And I have been talking back and forth with them, as has one of my compatriots at the reserve pool. And we are pretty excited about what we're seeing.
1: Yes, I can I I can't say much more but yes.
0: No, I can't wait to share.
1: Uh one of the thing that we're going to be doing hopefully uh again soon is going to be gameplay with banter between the players as they play. So uh, the players being us. Yeah, yeah. they being mm-hmm. us. I don't know how much uh how much I'll be bantering. Last time I played against Dave, he uh he whipped me pretty good and proper, I think is the uh, right way to say that. But yeah, we'll be doing some banter. We might even be able to start live streaming some of this so you can see uh Exactly what goes into uh, us playing each other and saying corny jokes and then uh, getting shot in the face for eight points of damage. I'm not still bitter about uh... that.
0: It'll often be on Tabletop Simulator. We could also do it with actual real product as needed, and uh, maybe we'll stream some of it at some point as well. It just depends on uh, our timing and all those different things. Uh, I mean, we're we're both people with jobs and families, so uh, those things are going to come first, and that's just the way that you have to do it. This is a hobby, uh, though we do love it. Um, But we do want to also, we want to do the best that we can with it. So we're not going to, we're not going to do it like we're not going to promise to do it constantly, and then kind of do it half a loaf, we're going to make sure that the times that we do it are very, very good, um, or at least as good as we are as within our current capabilities, and uh, hopefully improve with time as we learn and get some feedback. Finally, we would then hope to do some of the same gameplay, show those same videos, but then also have some voiceover commentary uh, discussing the play and strategy as it's executed, kind of more some play-by-play, and that's going to take some time, and uh, again, and we'll see how that looks and how that works, but that's something that we would like to do. Uh, If there's um, other ideas, then we're going to pump those out there as we do it. Uh, The the most fun thing about the beginning of these games, to me, John, is that you get to throw a whole bunch of stuff at the wall and, and see what sticks. And that's actually, it can be frustrating when some stuff that you really like doesn't stick, but it can also be a lot of fun, that discovery.
1: Right, and sometimes you find things that stick that you just didn't expect, and it turns out that it was uh, from the previous thing you threw at the wall, and it's still stuck there. And sometimes you throw things at the wall, and you go, hey, that's awesome, it looks kind of like the Mona Lisa. Neither of those things are true. Uh,
0: generally around here, if I throw things at the wall, um, I what I hear is, why did you make this mess? What are you doing to the wall?
1: Not at all related to Star Wars Destiny. Do you remember those little octopuses or spiders that you could buy? Octopi or spiders, and you got them in the little capsule you would throw machine. Them and they'd like crawl. Yeah, exactly. You could only yeah. like get a few uses out of it till they got covered in grime and the sticky stuff kind of wore off. And they said you could clean it with dish soap and it would fix it, but it never did. Those things were amazing.
0: Um, our cousin's uh, little boy for Christmas got like an Avengers-themed like foam dart set. With some of those little sticky things That you would you would throw it at the wall And then try and shoot it off the wall
1: huh. That is awesome pretty cool. so
0: Like a Spider-Man and a Hulk Yeah, He had a lot of fun just like Us picking him up as high as he could to the ceiling He's like three, right? Picking him up as high as he could to the ceiling And he would just stick it on the wall And watch it crawl down
1: Well three nothing I'm thinking about running to Toys R Us or something And trying to find some of those
0: <laughs> Hey You can still be a Toys R Us kid, John Just because you're older doesn't mean you grew up
1: That is true. My wife tells me that all the time.
0: (laughs) You know, it's funny because I hear that too. (laughs) Uh, So with all of that, we hope the combination of some strategic depth, uh, also with a little tongue in cheek humor is going to be evident. Uh, We hope it's going to be clear that we're having fun. And so then you'll have fun along with us.
1: Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, One thing I did want to go ahead and say, by the way... I have uh, spoken with a few of the other content creators that work with Star Wars Destiny, and I wanted to say thank you to them for being so welcoming. This doesn't seem to be a very competitive arena. I mean, a little bit, but really, I think that all of us want to just bring the best stuff that we can and put out the best products that we can with the uh, podcast and the websites and videos and everything else. So thank you so much to everybody who has been so supportive to us already.
0: Yeah, that's been super encouraging to hear. Uh, John has taken point on doing that and uh, very, very much a thank you uh, for that. I think it says a lot about the kind of community that this is going to grow into uh, when you have people at the helm of it uh, doing the podcast, creating the content uh, who just obviously care a lot about the game and people having fun playing the game uh, without people playing the game we don't have tournaments to go to we don't have stores to go to we don't have anything happening we don't have sweet prizes to win uh, none of that so uh, that that's pretty awesome all right then so you're going to hear us again next week with our first regular episode uh, but for today we're going to close it out Thank you so much for listening. Uh, original music was by Dave. Actually, that's me. Haha. Thank you to our Imperial announcer you heard at the beginning there. That's my commanding officer, Lieutenant Judy Herrenberg. Since we are set a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, know that we are not affiliated with Disney, Lucasfilm, or Fantasy Flight games. For news, articles, and more, check out www.TheWealthyWampa.com. May the Force be with us, please.